Na'amaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihil kareem amma ba'ad. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. And we seek blessings on the Prophet. Peace be upon him. We are in Juz 9. And we, that brings us to Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 88. All right, what do you got? Okay, so my first question starts in Ayah 133. Okay. So basically over here it's talking about how because they disbelieved in Allah, there's like a natural disaster. But then, people, but then you've been saying that if you disobey Allah, like all the natural disasters that happen in the world aren't a result of like Allah's wrath on the people yeah. disobeying. But then over here, he gives them a natural disaster. So can you explain how you know if it is or not? So basically that ended with Musa alayhi salam. How do we know that? I mean, have you heard of anything with Isa alayhi salam? Or Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him? So, so the point is, the, the formula or the paths that they went through is that a prophet comes to their people, to their own people, yeah. and then the people are taking something else other than Allah as their ilah, mm -hmm. right? They're behaving corrupt. They, reje uh, they reject the prophet, they behave corruptly, and then they get destroyed. Okay, but then, yeah, so that happened, so just because it didn't ha happen. Yeah, but we have no more prophets. But aren't we all like the people of Prophet Muhammad? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he won, right? Of the, of the people, of the Arabs, they, uh, the Prophet won. <clears throat> See what I'm saying? Yeah. There is a theory that that's part of the reason why Isa al-Islam is going to come back. Um, that, because his people have not yet experienced it. But then from the people, like, okay, yeah, the prophet won, but then weren't there people that still, like, disbelieved and stuff, so... Yeah, but it's not a whole nation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, so when Prophet Isa comes back, his nation is gonna... Well, I mean, so the hadith is that he's going to break the cross and kill the pig. And what does that mean, who knows? And kill the what? Khinzir. <laughs> kill the pig. No. Yeah, who knows what it means. He's going to break the... Okay. Um, Ayah 144. Okay. So can you again explain what does gratitude do for us? It does everything. Yeah. Okay. I know it makes people happy and positive and stuff. But like, yeah. can you actually... Like, I mean, gratitude is one of the top things you can have in your relationship with Allah. And a way to think about it is you have need. Allah Ta'ala does not have need. Right? Yeah. And when Allah Ta'ala fulfills your need... What is the response? You should be grateful. So gratitude is one of the best of all qualities you can have in your relationship with Allah. Because if you are grateful, then you will obey Him more. If you are grateful, then you will feel that He has given you so much. So Allah Ta'ala gives wisdom to Luqman salam. Anishkur lillah. And that leads to, uh, wisdom leads to gratitude of Allah. Make sense? Yeah. Ayah 150. 150? Yes. Okay. 
Yes. Wait, can you explain what's going on here? Because it feels like Musa is being very aggressive. Oh, uh, yeah. So Musa al Islam is gone for 40 days. Yeah. And, and then he comes back, 40 days, 40 nights, he comes back. And this is when the people have turned to the cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, turned to the uh, the, the ca- uh, calf for worship. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they got all their gold together and they made this calf uh, that they started worshiping. Uh, Musa al Islam had put his brother in charge, mm-hmm. so Harun. But Harun, uh, think of Musa al Islam's personality as being like Omar. Okay. Right? Whereas Harun is much softer. Okay. And so people didn't listen to Harun. So Musa al-Islam comes back and he's upset and and basically, you know, look at what you people have done. And, and they were impatient. Like impatience is one of the causes for why people turn, uh, turn astray. Impatience? Yeah, anger is like related to impatience. Like, I don't want to wait for justice. Yeah. So I want to do it now. Okay. Right. And so then he he had the the Torah on these tablets. He threw it down, and he grabs his brother by the hair and beard. And because he's so upset with him, and then he's saying, you know, oh son of my mother, okay, these people oppress me. They're gonna kill me. And so. So, uh, you know, don't don't assume I'm the guilty party here. And what do you mean? So the people oppressed him. Musa's talking. No, no, no. Harun's oh, talking. Oh, Harun is talking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, Ayah 178. Okay. Yeah, that one. I know what talking about it. Uh-oh. There it is. Yeah. Wait, why don't I, like, get the concept? Like, we're in almost a third way through the Quran, like, the Mus'haf and, like, mm-hmm. I still just don't get this concept. Why? What's hard about it? Because it's like, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, or Allah guides, mm-hmm. no one can misguide, and then Allah leads astray, no one can guide him back. Yeah. And then Allah, like, in other parts of the Qur'an, Allah tells the people to come to him. And so why can't they both be true? Because if he decided to misguide them, how are they going to come to him? So then they will manifest through their actions. That um, So basically he's telling the people that he already chose to guide, come to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only people who will hear it are the people he is guiding. So think about it this way. Every time you are praying to Allah, Allah Ta'ala chose for you to pray to Him. So every time you skip a prayer, then... Dun, 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 dun. But, but then is it because Allah decided for me to skip it? Or is, I thought that was my choice to skip it. So from your perspective, it's your choice. From my perspective, looking at your life, Allah either guided you or He led you astray. So is it basically like this ayah, is it like for just the prophets where it's just like, well, don't I mean, be upset over the people that you couldn't Well, that's with. definitely, that's definitely true, right? But it's basically also saying, um, 
saying, when you look at other people, Allah Ta'ala chose to guide those people and misguide those people, right? So don't start getting arrogant about, about your guidance. So basically, that's also in terms of the context of, of marriage. So number one, he created one soul, mm. right? And from it created its mate. And so there is a theory that every single one of us has a soulmate. Okay? But we probably won't meet them. <laughs> not probably. We may not meet them. Okay? Or you may marry them and you may get divorced. Okay? But, so what's the point of having a soulmate? Okay, I'm saying may, right? <laughs> but this one person who... Uh, with whom uh, this is the person that you marry. Now, it could be, if you reframe it, the person you wind up marrying is that soulmate who was created for you. But probably not likely, though. <laughs> Why do you keep saying probably, possibly? <laughs> What's the difference? Probably is you're basically taking the pessimist route, not realistic, the pessimist route that, okay, it's not going to work. Think about it. There's 7 billion people on this planet, okay? And then your 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 soul okay, in quotes your soulmate could probably be like you know that dead a billion years ago. So uh, wouldn't ago. wouldn't uh, Allah Taala have the ability to bring them to you? <laughs> yeah, but probably not likely. Probably again, how would you say probably not likely? Because if you think about it statistically, logically, yeah, yeah okay, it's but we're impossible. not talking about statistics. We're talking about Allah Taala. We're talking about Allah Taala's selection, and maybe. If it's your soulmate, then that person is going to, one or the other, wind up in your life. Okay, what's the point of having a soulmate? Okay, let's... Okay, but that doesn't make sense, like, because it's the point. If you probably... Like, okay, what's the difference between I never us? said probably. You're the one who's saying probably. <laughs> what's the point of having a quote-unquote soulmate? If, like, you're not even going to know who, like, that they are, and then you're most likely... Oh, you might find on the other side. And there's a 54% chance that you're going to end up, like, divorcing them. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, so so why try in any capacity, right? Why even get married in the first place if yeah. there's a 54% chance you're going to get a divorce, as opposed to a 46% chance you're not going to get a divorce? And then you'll probably say for that, well, it's a 100% chance that those 46% will be unhappy. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the thing. Okay, people say, oh, it's a 50-50. You know, First of all, it's not 50-50. It's a 56-46% chance that you're going to I'm surprised it's not higher, but yeah. Yeah, and then the other half, not the 46% aren't these happy people in La La Land. Oh, right, they're, all, they're all like miserable. <laughs> not all of them. I'm going to say a good 80% to 90 maybe. And the 10%, it's probably because one of them died before they hated each other. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you're going to have to read this whole book again. 
We're already a third of the way of the book, and you're still a pessimist. It's realistic. It's numbers. That's not even close to realistic. Look at the numbers, 54 to 46, and 46 of them, more than half of them are happy. Okay. <laughs> See, if I was a pessimist, I'd say 100%. No, no, if you're a pessimist, you'd say exactly what you're saying right now. <laughs> In any case, so with with uh, the spouse, okay, one of the functions of of being zoj of each other is to give security to each other, sakina to give tranquility to each other. Okay, so that was my question. Yeah, you don't see that though. Okay, whether or not people are doing it is a different issue. What people are supposed to be doing is this. Okay, so so why don't people do that? Because it's like it's okay, you know, like. So my question is, I guess, it's like people tell, like, okay, in the Quran it says don't drink, but then it's because it's harmful to you, but so people do it. And like, don't, like, don't harm yourself because it's bad for you, but then people do it anyway. But it's like, this is something that Allah is telling you that you will enjoy, but so I won't people do it. Um, because it takes effort. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like it's... So, like, okay, I mean, I've also noticed the same thing. And so over the past couple of years... Whenever I'm doing doing a marriage, I require the couple to sit with me to go through all this stuff, right? So it's not just the stuff I say in the chutbah. I go through and I talk with them about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And a key point I make to them is marriage is always an active process. Okay. okay? And, and the mistake a lot of people make is they just take a very stubborn approach. This is me with all my prickly selves and I'm just going to be this way, mm -hmm. right? And you can't do that. Marriage is literally an active process, which means it's even more exhausting than people think. Because you are embracing a life... Well, you are, you are embracing a life of service to your spouse. Okay. Okay, but here's... Okay, my question, I guess, for example, like if you compare it to the things that you're supposed to do, it's like stay away from alcohol. At least with people who drink alcohol, they have that, like, one... I don't know, few moments of, like... Whether it's like they don't... Like... They f or like drugs, like whether they have a few moments where they feel good about it or whatever, so they keep doing it because they want that temporary high. But it's like, if they're not good to their spouses, it's not like they're taking all the good because they're not, they're mad too, and they're upset too, so it's not like there's any good coming out of being bad to your spouse. Right. So but why do it? Because people are stubborn. But it's not like, oh, they're stubborn and then they're getting good out of it. Like they're no, not no, no. They're either. stubborn and they're getting bad out of it. Just like when a child is stubborn. Right? That's human nature. But like with human nature, you go after what makes you feel so, good and happy. And yeah, stuff. no. People don't. Often people go for what is the short-term easiest answer. But like it's never, but that's my thing where it's like, oh, with drugs, it's like, yeah, temporary. Fun, yeah. But like with being bad to your spouse, you're not getting anything good out of no, it. No, I have a student right now who is, uh, who, who, who drinks and he knows he shouldn't drink. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, every time he drinks, he goes to the hospital, okay. right? Because of some problem with the lining in his stomach. Mm -hmm. Then I asked him last week, so do you think you're going to drink again? Mm -hmm. He goes, probably. Right. Even though he knows he's going to go to the hospital, right? Because he'll be in that bad of shape. Mm -hmm. But the, the joy, the short-term joy of drinking in that moment yeah. exceeds the, the value or the pain uh, the long, the three days of pain he's going to experience. Yeah, but then with the spouse, there is no even short-term joy of being bad to your spouse. Like, yeah, I know, but the, the, so what we're talking about is that, that ease of being stubborn oh. and thick-headed outweighs 
So it's not about like joy or happiness. It's just like more often it's ease. Yeah. I mean, this this was the thing that was perplexing the prophet peace be upon him. The kuffar were understanding his message. They know he's not going to lie. They know the Quran could not have been written by him or any of them. And then he's promising them, you know, they're not going to lose anything of their status, and then they're going to have so much more, and still they're saying no. And that's the fascinating thing about human nature. Yeah. I had 200. Okay. Okay, so I have a few questions about that. So it says, so basically it's like, mm. oh, the shaitan will come to you, so just say astaghfirullah, uh-huh. and like, he will go away, or like Allah will make him go away. Yeah. So it's or like, yeah. Or yeah, Arudu, Arudu So, I guess my question is like, why do you have to say it for Allah to protect you from shaitan? That's the the method that Allah Ta'ala has given you. So He's giving you the protection. Mm-hmm. And so He's saying, if you want the protection, here's what you have to do. It'd be like saying, it's kind of like saying, you know, why do I have to have a coat? When it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. So Allah Ta'ala has given me the coat. It's up to me whether or not I want to wear it. Right? So Allah Ta'ala, otherwise I'm vulnerable to the cold. And so I could be vulnerable to the temptings of shaitan, but he's given me the protection. So it's up to me whether or not I want to use it. Okay. Um, so a question off of that. Yeah. So basically, okay, so like, for example, like when the gratitude assignment, you said you have to say that part. Yeah, do that whole part, yeah. Yeah, so like what's so significant about like saying like certain ayat or saying certain du'as like uh-huh. when you can just be like, oh, you know, alhamdulillah. Or, because uh, just alhamdulillah is not sufficient because that's only a matter of the tongue. When you're saying the du'a for gratitude, mm-hmm. then you're asking Allah for gratitude to make you more grateful. So alhamdulillah, you're saying you're you're saying the words of gratitude. You may or may not feel it inside. Yeah. So it may not be. It might be only gratitude of the tongue, but not gratitude of the heart. So I guess like what's so obviously yeah, it's the Quran, but it's like well, like what is it that about certain passages for different things? Like whether it's like when people pray istikhara, they say the dua and so just like okay, Allah give me. Like what's so significant about saying certain yeah. things? Are so it's just like with this that the way Allah Taala has set up the system is that. He's giving you the prescription. If this is your condition, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. So this is the medication. So the medication is not simply just, all right, Allah for everything's fine. Okay. Uh, the medication is that, all right, if the issue is gratitude, here's the dua you need to say. If the issue is fear, here's the dua you need to say. If, here, if the issue is pain, here's the dua you need to say. So it's specific recipes or specific medications for each one. All right, now we're getting to some exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, ayah two. All the way to ayah two. Wait, hold on. Yes. So, so for ayah two, okay. So you said that if someone is like. Like having that feeling isn't really de- de- defining if you're good or not. Like having that, like when you hear someone say Quran or whatever, and then you get all like, I don't know, 
Yeah, it's not necessarily it's, Iman. Yeah, so, but then over here it's talking about how, like, wajilat mm-hmm. So it's like they feel something. Mm-hmm. So. So here it's a specific feeling, right? So when the name of Allah is mentioned, they in their heart they feel this awe. Okay, so if you are a believer, then you feel it. Okay, okay. Just because you feel something doesn't mean you're a believer. Okay. But if you're a believer, you'll definitely feel something. Okay, so if you're not feeling it, then you're not a believer. Not necessarily. But if you if you uh if when the name of Allah is being mentioned, okay, you should in your heart feel a sense of awe. So, I mean, if you're a believer, yeah, you're going to have this. So, if you're not feeling it. If you're not but I'm not saying if you're not feeling it, therefore you're not a believer. Right? Um, but I am saying this is one of the marks of a believer. So it may be that if you're a believer and you don't feel this, that that's not possible, but I'm saying I'm not going that far. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'm not making this all or nothing. I think I've totally confused you. Yeah. Okay. So scenario number one, if you're a believer, you will feel this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you're asking if you're a belie- if you, if you don't feel this, does that mean you're not a believer? Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that is a possible interpretation of this. I'm just not taking it that far. I'm only taking what's stated here. I'm not taking the opposite. So the opposite here would be what you're saying. Um, someone who's not a believer, will, or someone who's not a believer will not feel this. See, but over here, it's, he's defining what a believer is. Wait, wait, wait. Are you, uh, are you saying, are you understanding there's a difference between Muslim and Mu'min? Yeah. So here we're talking about being a mu'min, which is different than being a Muslim. Yeah. So a Muslim may not feel this in their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, a mu'min will. Okay. Okay. See what I'm saying? So you don't feel like it's not like you're doomed. It's not like you're a kafir. Okay. Right? You're still a Muslim. So how do you get to that feeling? Taqwa. Gratitude. Isn't it amazing how many times gratitude is the answer for so many things? Although, you know, the vast majority of people who I give the gratitude assignment, if they do it, so let's say 10% of the people actually do the gratitude assignment, uh, but then 90% of those people don't do the actual assignment. They're like, yeah, yeah, I said alhamdulillah five times. It's a very specific medication. Okay. Ayah 17. 17. Cool. Okay. Yes. Yeah, can you explain how if you kill them, you're going to kill them. So this is is, uh, getting more into like, okay, whether it's war or something else. So your job is to show up to the battlefield and not run away. Okay. And so you're the one who is, it looks like you're throwing and then your aim hits, right? But it's actually Alatella who's making that part happen. Okay. Your job is basically don't get scared and run away. Okay. So let's say you throw a spear it, literally, and it hits you know one of the kofar and then takes him out. But it's not saying oh, like that 
Because he's not saying, oh, like, if you threw it and then it killed him, then it was Allah who directed it. They're saying he's Allah's the one who threw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting to that. So, so the point being that, okay, so I show up, okay, uh, I throw the spear and it hits someone, mm-hmm. okay? Well, let's take it a step back. Uh, I throw the spear, Allah Ta'ala is the one who makes it hit. Yeah. Okay, so you got that part. That part, I got Okay. So now we're even saying the part of me throwing is not really me throwing. Yeah. <laughs> so think about it in a debate. Okay. Or even simpler, you know, sometimes when you and I have a conversation and, you know, you're asking me these questions and I'm giving you these answers and suddenly you realize, oh, now I understand. Yeah. And I have no idea what I said. Yeah. That made you understand. Okay. That's this right here. Allah Ta'ala made whatever words come from my tongue to reach your heart to accomplish what was necessary. Okay. All I had was the intention to try to help you. Okay. What do you think? You kind of get it? Kind of clarified. Yeah. Okay. So the test is what? The test is sincerity, and the test is trust in Allah. So yeah, literally two ayahs earlier. Ayah 15. Mm-hmm. So when you meet the kuffar, when you meet the uh, those who have rejected, do not turn your backs. Okay. If you meet the... You meet the kafirs in okay. battle or something. Don't turn your backs. And then look at Ayah 16. If you turn your back on them, if it's for some reason other than something strategically, then you're going to have Allah's uh, uh, anger upon you. If you don't turn your back, then not only is Allah Ta'ala going to make your targets hit, he's the one who's going to be throwing for you. Your job oh. is to be there and not turn your back. So he's going to help you in all kinds of kinds of ways that you couldn't even imagine. Okay. Last ayah, ayah twenty-three. Yes. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, can you explain that? Same thing. <laughs> so this what this keeps coming down to is when I'm looking at someone versus when I'm looking at myself. Okay. When I'm looking at someone, look at I 21. No, look at I 20. Okay. When I'm looking at myself, Allah Ta'ala is saying, Obey Allah and obey His Messenger. Okay. Peace be upon Him. And don't turn away. Okay. Yeah. And don't be like those other people who say, Samatna. Okay. But they're not listening. Okay. So there are other people who are hearing, but they're not listening. And then what does Allah Ta'ala say about these other people? Okay. These are the people who are la ya'qilun. They don't use their their uh, their aql, their intellect. And they're basically deaf and dumb. Okay. okay. And so of those people, you know, what you'll see on the Day of Judgment is if they had any good in them, okay, they would have been fine. Okay. Yeah. And if Allah Ta'ala even gave them the opportunity here, they'd still refuse. So what's the key bad trait in these ayahs? 
the the primary bad trait in these ayahs? Refusal. So when the Prophet, peace be upon him, is giving an instruction, obey. And then all the rest of these ayahs up to ayah 23 are about people who refuse. So we're saying one of the worst qualities a person can have is refusal mm-hmm. to accept the guidance of the Prophet, peace be upon him. And so even if Allah Ta'ala gave you ears to hear, they're still refusing. Like shaitan. Okay, but saying like if Allah knew that there was khayr yeah. in them. So we're saying that's how bad refusal is. So because they refused. In this case, it's like because. That. Yeah, in this case, it's because. Because it's not because they're bad, they're, they refused. They refuse, thus they're bad. So because they're bad, they refuse. Either way, I don't see uh, which way, either way. No, because if they refuse, okay, so basically your actions make you who you are versus who you are make your actions. If we go that way, then they refuse and thus they became bad. Okay, so it's their actions make them. Yeah. Okay. But the key point of, this ayah is ref- of these eyes is refusal. 3.36 p.m. So this is interesting. So we got a couple of really huge qualities here. One, when it's time to show up, that you show up and you don't turn your back. And then the other is do not refuse what the Prophet peace be upon him is giving or ordering. That's one of the worst things you could do. That is literally one of the worst things you can do. Alrighty. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Wa akhir da'wana. Anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.